Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello. Welcome to the show. Here I am. It's Nikki Glaser. Welcome to the Nikki Glaser Podcast. How are you all? Um, I am good. I'm in St. Louis, Missouri. The setting of Welcome Home, Nikki Glazer, question mark on E, exclamation mark. That debuted last night. Andrew Collin is here in our studio. Noah is in Arizona. Luigi's back next to me. I feel good. Um, I am going on an hour of sleep, I think. What the hell? What? I don't know what's, go- I don't know what's going on with me. I just can't sleep oh. recently. I've, I'm having like anxiety issues. Like I just can't, my mind just like races at night and um, I just feel like I just can't sleep. What I do mean, you do? What are you doing all night? Uh, it's I, a long I, time. I read a book. I read like half a book, and then I'm like, I can't finish this book tonight. That's just too much. And then I put down the book, and then I just try to close my eyes for like an hour and a half and just think and go, no, you're not allowed to go back to your phone. Like, not allowed. And then eventually I forget that I'm not allowed to, and then I go back to it, and then I read again another book. I start a different book because maybe that book was too engaging, and then um, 
And then eventually at like 4.30 in the morning, I fell asleep and then I woke up at 5.30. And what is now the I have something about? in my nose. It looks like I'm probably doing coke because my nose. Um, <laughs> That's why you're up all night. It's anxiety about just, I can't really get into it, honestly. It's okay. like, it's just feeling like, um, it's just like my feelings, honestly. It's just like having my feelings hurt by certain things or like just expectations of people being let down in certain ways being like honestly it's and it's about like you know what am I doing with my life Mm -hmm. not like just what am I like why am I uh, watching the reality show honestly I was just like I have to say I was like she's awesome like this girl deserves like a really good life. Like she's works hard. She's like a nice person. She's really beautiful. Like I really liked the girl that I saw. I didn't. It really was not me. I did not like. Are you talking about Julie? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Kirsten. Yeah, <laughs> no, you do. I, no, I, I was just like yeah. I didn't even. I had to like. I've never disassociated like that. But I was just like, oh, like I've never watched myself from the audience mm-hmm. ever. I'm always on stage when the audience is taking me in or I'm at home alone and I'm never at like a watch party for myself. I've never done that before yeah. in my life. Like a 40 foot screen. Mm-hmm. Or if I watch myself, it's with like an editor or you yeah. or like it's just, and it's always stand up, which is already very performative to watch yourself be yourself um, and just no, like no hair and makeup, just what, what I wear on a regular Tuesday, my hair looking like mousy and slept in and my face looking like, oh, I can tell which side of the pillow I slept on or like looking tired and like, oh, I didn't do my eye makeup right. Like just seeing all these things, I was just like, oh, she's just like a girl doing her best. And I really was like, this girl deserves a great life and she deserves to be happy. And I was just like kind of going over like talking about what I want in my future for my career. James Corden just left. And so I was talking to Chris about like, it's always been a goal of mine on paper to like host a late night show. And it just seems like, oh, here's this opportunity. Like, do I go for it? Not that I would even have a chance, but like if I throw my hat in the ring, there could be a chance that I'm at least considered for it, which yeah. could mean that I could actually get it. And then do I even want that life? Like what, what do I want kind of things? And so what do I want per- in my personal life? What do I want for my apartment? Like what I'm hiring organizers. Do I pay these organizers $10,000 to organize my house? Or do I hire my friend who says she can do it for free? And like just things like that, like shit like that. No, no, I know. I just, I'm just picturing you at like, and this is all at like 4.15 in the morning. I just wanted to journal. Yeah. I wanted to play music. I wanted to like process my feelings, but I like, couldn't because I had someone in bed next to me that was like sleeping so I couldn't like get up and like make a Uh ruckus so but I would have gotten up and I would have journaled because I was just that always helps me like put my thoughts into and it doesn't help to type them out on my phone but I really needed to like get my thoughts down to just like put them somewhere and like get them out now why not did you ever think to just go in the living room and start a ruckus out there because I I deal with the same thing you know someone's sleeping in the bed and you just want to, I don't know why it's four in the morning. I just want to hit pans. I just want to do something to yeah. like celebrate the new year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> celebrate nurses during COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's bring it back. Hamter nurses. Yeah, I think I go. No, I didn't get up. I thought about doing that, but I thought um, if I go to the kitchen, I might start eating because I was so stressed out that I might start like binging because I was just. I haven't had this much anxiety in a really long time, and it's just. I think it's from lack of sleep. And what about meditating? Have you thought about meditating? Yeah, I thought that's what I'm going to go back to. That was like the 
thing that I kind of concluded today was that I need to start a meditation practice again because it just it calms would be, that. It'd be, but I couldn't last night in bed because it requires me to sit up and mm-hmm. like be alert. It would be weird if you aren't having these feelings. You're a human being who is overworked, and not yeah, this- underfucked, but overworked, and you've gone on a run now for about a month where it's been nonstop, probably yeah. working seven days a week. Yeah. Like, if your brain wasn't, you, you wouldn't be normal if you weren't having these kind I of thoughts. I generally don't have, if I if it wasn't lack of, it's honestly, it's interesting that I've, I rarely have this much of lack of sleep. And it's funny because I now get why people can survive on four hours of sleep perpetually. Because once you get sleep deprived, it's almost like you get, you know how you get so hungry sometimes you're not even hungry anymore? Do you ever have that yeah, happen to you? Yeah, for sure. Where like you go, oh, I'm past this point of like actually needing to be hungry. And you get like with tired, I'm not even tired anymore. I'm awake because I'm so high off of being tired. And I get so that. I, it's rare that I felt, and I think that's what's, my defenses are now my like, you know, my immune system can't fight off the, the thoughts and everything like that. But that's, I know there's a solution, which is Yeah, when you get that meditation. far away from sleep and it just becomes a pattern to not sleep, the idea of sleeping in till like 11 is bananas. You know what I mean? Like the idea to just let it's, yourself sleep. No, that I like. That what doesn't, do you mean? I don't struggle with the idea of sleeping in. What it, oh. Getting to sleep for some reason. I oh, just, just don't want to go to sleep. But now, but, I need to finish the thought. I need to, like. But don't you think. I'm just not tired. Do you think that it. I feel like, like I'm on meth. Well, you you perform at night, right? A yeah. lot of time, every weekend you're performing till whatever, till 1030 at least. But you have to be on as fuck, right? So it's different than every other job. You have to be on. So your brain is trained to be on at night until late at night for years. I just generally, when I'm tired, I can sleep. Yeah. And that lately I've just, I think I've, it's the same as that hunger thing. Like I've felt that before where mm-hmm. you're like, you're looking, you're so hungry at 630. It's time to eat. And you go to a restaurant and the wait is too long. So you go to another restaurant. That wait is too long. And then by eight o'clock, you're just like, I'm actually just want to go home. Like yeah. I don't even, hung, I don't even know what I want anymore. Cause if you like go past the feeling, I feel like. I never understood why people can maintain lack of sleep because when I get lack of sleep, I am so desperate for a nap and I can fall asleep like that. But right now, I could not fall asleep like that. We're also very good day sleepers, like especially on the yeah, road. I love day um, sleeping. Yeah, there is something day to sleeping, like yeah. hustle hard. You don't need to sleep. No need for sleep. But I feel like the oh culture God. is changing a lot. I am not about yeah, that life. I'm not either. It ages you. I, if anything, I am just about sleep because I don't want my face to look fucked up. I don't want, I don't, I cannot age any more than I already am. I don't want to, last night Chris was asking why I don't go in the sun, why I do spray tan because he's worried about like all the things I'm inhaling with the spray tan, all the things I'm putting on my skin, absorbing, you know, and he's like, it's interesting to avoid the sun to avoid cancer, but then you're giving your cancer, yourself cancer with these like sprays. And I go, I'm not avoiding the sun because of cancer. I'm avoiding it because of age. <laughs> what are you talking, cancer, schmant? Like, I don't, I I, I don't know. I'm not scared of skin cancer. I probably should be, but that's not why I avoid the sun at all. That's not my first risk. Gotcha. You know? I'm trying to, it's, yeah. it's vain, but I am, yeah. sleep to if me is not like, out, oh, it's going to give you Alzheimer's. I'm like, no, it's going to make me look two years older than I am. If you found out <laughs> that tanning oil or whatever that you put on your skin actually makes you look older, quicker. I'm done. <laughs> done. Overnight. I would be very sad because... I would plummet in terms of like how I feel like I look on yeah. screen. 
but you know. I felt I, I had a little bit of trouble watching myself last night as well. Like I I have resting tongue out of my mouth face and I had I didn't realize <laughs> What do you mean? I just my constant when? face is like a dog that ran that. too long. <laughs> Honestly. Like it's just it's not it's not that, but it's just like I just have this like off stare that I didn't realize I really had until I saw myself what fifty scene? feet. Every I didn't scene. notice that. You really? Didn't on your Instagram, no. I I didn't notice your. Okay. Well, All right. Well, either. good. Did Brenna see it? Yeah, we joke about it. Just this face. It's just like this. No, your tongue is not. My dad does out. it too. If I do, if I do anything, it. go back and look at the show. I want to see what you're talking I'm about. I'm telling yeah. you, my freaking. T- I don't know if my mouth is big enough for my tongue. I don't know if my tongue has gotten longer in age, like my balls. I don't know. Yeah. But it's just, I just, I don't know. I just feel like I had a really dumb looking, like I would kill a puppy with my hands face. Yeah. And uh, it was weird I to was kind the of see. I was only one who walked away from it liking myself more after last night. I, Every single person that came up to me, Andrew, my dad, my mom, after the I first know, commercial I break, it's so funny. They all came up to me. And this is true for anyone who's on TV, it, and especially for the first time. Th- these are That's all, what I think it is. And you're seeing yourself from angles that you're not used to. It's not just flat <laughs> on, um, which is a great joke in David Spade's newest special on Netflix. But... Like, my mom came up to me and she's like, enough of the close-ups, no more. And sh- before she said anything else, my dad, the same thing. The close-ups, I'm dis- I'm an old man. I look so weathered. And Andrew, the same thing. Oh, my God, I have resting autistic face. And I was like, this is so funny that it's the first thing every person said before anything else. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're all going to be very self-critical sure. in different ways. But none of you saw that in each other. I know. I told your dad. I thought your dad looked fantastic. My dad looked so he was awesome. glowing. I your know, mom... Is the star of the show. No offense towards all of us. Yeah, she's 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 just phenomenal. Like she she really she's just so herself. She can't even help it. No, she can't. She literally can't help it, which is the best people. Like I, I get jealous of those kind of people. I think I'm being myself. But there's something about someone so authentic. It's like my stepbrother, James. Even though she's very insecure about her looks and stuff. It's like, it doesn't match her personality, <laughs> which is just so who she is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I want it to just go the whole thing. I know. I know. Maybe she's worried more- about her living room being too lit. <laughs> <laughs> it looked cold and sparse. The Kardashians, you watch that, it looks warm. There was nothing warm about our living room. Our living room <laughs> is warm. I'm upset about it. I go, we'll screenshot the Kardashians stuff and then show... Next season, the there were so many funny moments. Cinematographer. Like, the more I th- like, we watch obviously both episodes in front of, you know, there was a hundred people. It was loud. Yeah, it was like a lot. I wish there would have been. I tried to get closed captions on the screen because you missed so many. They jokes. put closed captions on one of the things I said because I don't speak English. Oh well. really? You didn't notice? That. No. Oh my god, we well, needed it for the whole thing. There was so many, every joke that I was like really proud of. You yeah. Could not, you missed because my voice was off screen or like you couldn't. I was just like you had but, really good lines. Like I, I so fe- did you. I felt like they they Chris did too. Yeah, my my dad had a great line about hide the meat. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, I mean I I uh, <laughs> it was really fun experience. Of course, we're gonna break down ourselves, but overall, I I I really think they did a great job. It, it's weird to see, but you I know, went- so many positive reactions to it yes. it's so also nice like the like, the graphics and stuff i love all the colors and the slides in between dude they did all of that on their own like i didn't give any notes they just like sensed like my kind of aesthetic from living at my house from seeing my bedroom f- seeing the colors i wear 
They, I usually have to give so many notes about mm-hmm. graphics and stuff like that. They just nailed it. It didn't feel cheesy. And the it song felt... I wrote myself, it was a, uh, you know. I haven't heard it yet. I need to hear it. Really? Well, I couldn't, I didn't really oh. hear it last night. Yeah, yeah. It was so hard to hear. Did but you I, sing the opening song? I sang it and I wrote the song. And then Chase just did the arrangement yeah. for it. But I Fuck. wrote the, mel- you know, everything. And then you had the you had the one line that you helped me with. Oh, oh um, put your pussy on your head. Everybody get it's, ready. I'm gonna miss my fly. Oh, that was it. That was. Uh, oh. I'm gonna miss to say, my fly. Um, um, I think I'll spend another. I don't. Um, I don't want to spend another night alone. There's one extra word. Can you that welcome I, me home? Yeah, you cut a word. Just one word, which actually changes a lot. And when you have only ten words, <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty high percentage. Yeah, you. You, you definitely. Um, you'll. We'll share that Grammy. It is hard. Be hilarious if they had Grammys for seven second songs. Oh, that'd be so funny. Of like theme songs. I love writing theme songs. What a great, anything, any endeavor you have, like, because writing a song to me was so like, oh my God, it's too much. When they go, it's write a seven second theme song. That is any, if you want to be a comedian, uh, and you want, write, oh. write one liner, write a, like start small. It makes me realize, write smart, start small with any endeavor you have. I mean, you a lot build of a house, good build a comedians were like copywriters. And like I think any comedian that's pretty good can probably be a hell of a copywriter. I think oh, yeah. they kind of I, go hand in hand. Ad people need so much fucking work. Sometimes at ads, I watch them and I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you talking to us like this? You think this is going to... You know, sometimes I partner with mm-hmm. companies and they give me copy and I go, no one would ever buy a product <laughs> with this kind of cop. It's just yeah. so insulting to people's intelligence and like belittling and just uh, just... Talking to them like they're children and trying to be like funny when it's it's just ad ad funny is so unfunny. It's it, awful. I think there's a lot of parameters that they have to stay within, unfortunately, with like different companies. So it, I'm I'm sure it's tough in that regard, but I feel like ad companies either they try too fucking hard with like being like really like there's not even a joke or is there, you know? Yeah. Or it's just so vanilla and jokey where it just sucks. It's hard to find that. I feel like somewhere in the middle is where you want to be. Weird My favorite is ad Skittles. is... You know, Skittles... I was literally just going <laughs> to really? say Skittles. Skittles does a great job of not being... There was some stuff that was borderline gross or just like bizarre, but it wasn't offensive. It was just weird and like bizarre. Yes. And if you're working within like the parameters of the FCC and you can't do anything edgy... Just be weird. Dude, the fucking, my favorite video ever, or commercial, is the beard. Yeah. He's eating the Skittles with his beard. He's in a job interview, and the lady's like, I see you have this on your resume, whatever, and he just eats the Skittle with his beard. He goes, that's nice. And it's just so- i trying to think of my favorite commercial. I just love it so much, because anybody in an interview that takes over the interview by not giving a shit in real life, I, I, it's- I admire, I admire that person. Any person so much. who what? Like they just don't care whether or not they get the job. Oh my god, Carlisle just went into. So she works at a place, and she just went into another place to just see if she could get this other job because she's just you know trying to just move up to a maybe a different place or you know get two jobs. And she didn't really care about getting the second job because she already has the first job. And they chased her out of the building. She had to go to like an audition at the fucking Pacific Design Center for this audition for waitressing at this nice, really nice steakhouse. And they chased her out of the building to be like, can you please work for us? Because she just went in and didn't care. She's like smoking a cigarette, like shitting on the food. They're like, you're perfect. Yeah. We need you to be the CEO. 
That's what what is was, that? Why is that negative? You're negging the company. Yeah, because we want what we can't have, and we want what we think is better than us. So if someone comes in and goes, I don't even want this. Like you guys are shit. Like I'm too good for this. Of course you want that person because they're good. They're better than you deserve. They're gonna make your thing better. <laughs> I know you hear that story a lot though. It's like I went in there. I fucking didn't wear shoes. I punched a woman. I fucking put my cigarettes out on the boss's forehead. Next thing you know, I'm the lead lead actor of The Office. (laughs) And it's like, what? I just love people hearing that story than trying. Like our friend Ian Finance, remember he had had an audition. It didn't go well. And then he he went back in and been like, no, this is for me. Like he like... He went the other he had way. That moment where oh. he thought they were gonna go like, no, let's let's oh, give wait. him another chance. Yeah. <laughs> so for <laughs> every go, person no. that's like, I didn't give a fuck. I got that job. Yes. There's like a thousand people that heard that story, went in, guns blazing, and people are like, call the cops. Yeah, because you always hear people being like, no one believes in me, and I kept going. It's like sometimes people don't believe in you because you suck, and you should actually listen to them. Not Ian, though. Ian's great. No, 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 no. Ian's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's just Ian. No, I know. I didn't think you were uh, Let's take a quick break and come back with uh, the news, among other things. Andrew! I'm down with you. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, A military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. Oh, yeah, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Uh, so we're back. Yeah, the show premiered last night. So much support from um, all of our listeners. Thank you guys so much for watching. You posted about it. You wrote such kind messages. It was just like such a nice outpouring. Feel so supported by you all. And um, yeah, I feel really good about it. I thought it was really funny and fun. And it would be a show that I would want to watch. It was hilarious. It was, you know, it really is the only reality show I can think of where everyone on it besides me and you don't want to be on it. <laughs> Can you think of another reality show where every person, every time someone's on a reality show, they're trying to get famous? You and yes. I are the only ones who give a fuck about being famous, and we don't even care that much no, for some reason. Kind of, I don't know why. That's the only reason I can do the show is because I've given up. Like it, I find that it's better to not care. <laughs> yes, it's so. And good. I'm not trying to be famous. We're not trying on it at all. So it's the only reality show, really, where no one's trying to be cut. Also, I feel like, like. The whole, like, is this a dildo or something at a nursing home? Like, we forget how extreme that is to 99% of this oh, country. Oh, I remembered when I was watching it with 100 people in the crowd and all my parents' friends, and I'm pulling out, like, a pussy pump, which, by the way, I bought that <laughs> thing. I never used it. I don't even know what that is. That it seems like it's favorite. part of my repertoire. It is not. <laughs> That was so it funny. was not a prop either that like the show no. bought. That is, those were all things underneath my bed. And the green one that you see right at the top, that's called the Shameless Flirt. It's by Cal Exotics. That is my favorite thing ever. It goes, it goes, I've displayed it on the show before. Yeah, it sounds like a helicopter. It sounds like a rich man is coming in to fuck you. When you have a blindfold on. But dude, think about like, I just remember like, I remember watching Beavis and Butthead as a kid, like a 13-year-old, yeah. and I remember Beavis touching his own penis, just like rubbing <laughs> it and going, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. and it blew my mind. Yeah. And so I'm just picturing like, whatever, someone that's like, doesn't really, like, 
explore yet or like they're very sheltered or whatever and they see something like oh it's okay to fucking go into a sex store and, and yeah, joke about it it's not a big thing i was thing. watching myself there was no part of me that was like this is my toy my naughty i was just like oh yeah this is this thing yes like, i was talking about it like they were like it was <laughs> they were friends my tennis racket my sporting equipment yeah. which it kind of was <laughs> we really like the scene in the bathroom where you took out the the dildo oh, vibrator the and you started and used it on my on eye, eye. <laughs> <laughs> i forgot you that got a that. weird that got a oh, weird that made everyone really uncomfortable <laughs> that was, so that was great dude there were so it. many moments during the show i mean we're going to talk about it in top one bottom one but um, there were moments during the sh- i had not seen the second episode i'd seen the first episode i knew what i was in for it is weird to watch your own reality show, especially when it's one that like is involving dramatic parts of your life, like sensitive parts of your life, conversations that were really actually very fraught and yeah. uncomfortable to watch those recreated in this festive environment. I'm talking about the scene with Chris and I talking yeah, about our relationship. I love you. Thanks. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. I told Chris, I go, that was the best joke of the night. Dude. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. Yeah, that, that was, was intense. I, I got to say, was great. like, that was great not TV. like, hey, let's have them go to dinner and have them, yeah. like, not get along. That, have you, people can relate to that, though, where you For go sure. out and you're like, it, it, it was all flirty. It was so fun. I remember I walked up and I didn't look that great in that shot because the lighting was just, like, weird in that place. But I looked fantastic that night. And he was, like, very much like, oh my God, you look, it was just a sweet moment where he was like, holy shit, you look amazing. And he's always very complimentary. But I remember just specifically, like, oh, note this outfit wear it again someday and um it was so flirty and fun and then he's talking about going on a date there and i they made it look like i was annoyed by that but i was so horned up for it like i (laughs) and when i said it i go good luck to those women good luck to them yeah yeah try to yeah right like i i have a lot of confidence i'm not worried about that but um you you've had it happen to you where everything is set to be just like a romantic night and then one thing is said and the person goes, wait, what did you say? Or the what? Or you know? <laughs> yes, and dude. then all of a sudden, it is out of your control, I and we're the plane just is going rolls. down. Yeah, you yeah. lost an engine, and the other engine is not starting, and you are spiraling, and everyone's screaming in the cabin. The food, the drink service has been halted, and you're trying to stop it. It can't be stopped for some reason. Why oh, can't we just stop? There's a great part where I just thought this show is awesome because I was watching myself drowning. Like I said something. That I knew I didn't. You ever say something to your significant other or anyone really, and you see that something has gone wrong, and you don't know what it is yet, and you don't know why, oh, what like, yes. and you're just trying to fit, you're trying to retrace your steps of like, what did I say wrong? What what can I say that's gonna make this go back and track? Because this was honestly the first dinner that Chris and I had had together on camera, and like alone. Yeah. And Chris was not someone who wanted to be on the show. Like he did it because I was dating him at the time the camera showed up and I told him, listen, I, t- I sold the show as like me going on dates a year ago, you know, and now we're shooting it. I'm dating you, but we're not official. I was like, I can still see you behind the scenes if you don't want to do this on camera. Cause I know you're a private person or, and, and, but I'm going to date guys on camera because I, I want to actually do, I'm not going to fake it. So I'm going to go on dates, but I can still see you. We can still work on this. And I can talk about a guy I'm dating, but just be like, he doesn't want to be on camera, whatever. Yes. And he was like, no, I'll be on camera. I'll do it. And it was really very, very sexy to me that he stepped up to do that because I knew he didn't want to. And he was doing it for me and he wanted to do it for me. It wasn't like, I'm doing this for you. You owe me. It was like, no, I like that I can do this for you. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't easy for him. And that scene, 
man, I all I wanted was for us to have a cute romantic dinner to set the stage for like what we're good at, like having fun, joking, being kind of flirty and sexy. Ugh. And then it just got Isn't out of it my the hands. the worst when your intentions, all my intentions are positive. That's what I always used to say to him. And These are my intentions. And I always say to people like, yeah, like I remember saying to him, and he knows this. Yeah. I go, I want you to know, <laughs> I'm looking down the camera right now. I have never once ever in my life done anything to purposely hurt you ever i would never do that maybe one time i did one time <laughs> i did and i will admit to the one time i remember the one time because it's so rare that i would ever do yeah i don't often do things even passive aggressively to hurt someone like yes there are times where subconsciously i will passive aggressively try to get a rise in someone but hurt someone's feelings yep. make someone feel like I don't love them, never would I do that, especially to Chris, ever. And I just want, I go, just go forward knowing that I'm always trying my best. <laughs> but then that's where I kind of explained it on the show. I got into trouble because in our relationship back eight years ago when we first started, nine years ago when we first started dating in 2013, I was, I would have problems. And I never understood women who complained about their, like to their husbands or nagged. Or like was like, I don't like when you do this. Like, I, I don't wear that shirt. Take out the trash. Like, I would see that on TV. I would see my friends talk about talking to their boyfriends like that. And I'm just like, but he'll leave you. Why would anyone put up with that? Like, yeah. I just, so I went the, which I still believe is true. You should not talk to anyone like that. Like, I hate that nagging stuff. I never oh. want to be a nag. But I do think that there was, I, I went the, the, so far where I go, I'm never going to say anything wrong because I don't want him to ever have a reason to leave me. I never want him to ever have any reason where, because I'm too scared that if I say, well, I mean, you guys know it. It goes I've back about to the, the job interview. This goes, you're goes doing a job interview you. and you're begging for the job or you're not being yourself. You're not the, being the guy with the beard. Oh from my the God. Commercial. And I do that for men. Like I, yeah. and I think a lot of women do. Yeah. A lot of men I, do it. Like yeah. I'm so real in every aspect of my life. But when it comes to romantic, like I just don't feel like I deserve that kind of like really romantic love that isn't just from blood. Like my parents just love me because they have to, and there's nothing they can do about it. it. I was born loved by them. I'm lucky that I have parents that just like they. There's nothing I can do, but to earn that from someone, I just don't feel worthy of it from a stranger. Um, and now I do after literally after watching last night's show, I know this sounds super like lame and I'll probably it's just I feel so ridiculous saying it, but I really love myself. I like Fuck I yeah. love that girl. That's and I was great. like, she's so I said this about it before, but like I was just like, she's so cute. And like there were times where I looked really old or my makeup was fucked up or my hair looked like messy or you know, my ass looked like there was, I found, I saw every flaw that you could possibly see in someone. But I just like, was like, you are so cute and adorable and funny and like yourself and real. Like I just loved her. And I was like, I almost like when you see a baby picture of yourself and you're like, Oh, look at you, you little girl. Like that's how I felt about myself. And I was like, this girl deserves love. She is not a bad person. She, she deserves someone to really like, shower her with love mm -hmm. and um i think that i yeah it was a nice realization to have and i think that's what kept me up last night but that scene i'll tell you it was that was so rough to watch because it was so rough to live and the behind the scenes of that scene we so we we go we had that dinner 
and we get into just a bad conversation spiraling and you see me oh my favorite part of the scene is i'm going yeah 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 i'm fine and i'm playing with my hair thing that's on my wrist and i start twirling it and my face is like i'm fine i look younger in that scene than i've ever looked in my entire life i if you go back to that scene i look so young my face every line comes out of my face i look like a little girl again just trying to get this guy back to liking me and my you can tell how anxious i am because i'm doing this thing i'm doing like cat's cradle with my uh (laughs) hair tie and i I loved that scene because i was just like i know what i was feeling in that moment and i was trying to hide it because i wanted to just for him i i was ready to like have it out on camera but i just didn't want him to feel like he was maybe going to be painted in a bad way and I could just sense he was shutting down like we're not talking about this like there wasn't going to be any way for I just was so worried so afterwards we had a big talk because we go this is just the beginning of the show and that did not go well and we talked about like what was good about that scene what was because we were having a great time we like there's so much fun stuff cut from that scene of us fucking with the waiter and it was like it was the best date and then it just and then we both knew, oh, they're going to run with the bad part of this mm. because it got so messy because we were talking about our past. But it was actually really good because we needed to talk about that stuff. And honestly, like maybe I did bring it up in a way because I felt more brave with the cameras there than I would if they weren't there or something. I don't, I don't think that was the case. I was really trying to be delicate. But mm-hmm. um, afterwards, we talked for like an hour in the street after the cameras left and talked about, you know, just our boundaries with like what we want to admit on here, what we want to say, how we want to come off, the things that I say sometimes that, you know, I, I started talking about like in the past, he had anger issues, which when I say anger issues, for me, that means a guy that just doesn't talk and is like quiet and like, yeah, I'm fine. It's fine. Like anger to me is just being quiet. Anger doesn't mean to me like screaming, yes. punching a wall. And, but he goes, no, Nikki, when you say I have anger issues, if you don't elaborate what that looks yes. like for me, it sounds like I hit you. It sounds like I punch walls. It sounds like I'm violent. And it's not, people on E don't go to therapy as much as you go. Like I know that your friends might interpret you saying I have anger issues as like, oh, he gets quiet sometimes and broods about stuff. But that's not gonna look good. For I don't, I don't want you to, portray yourself as someone who would be with someone who would hate you know like he was worried about me too. i get that yeah i get that. and it really resonated with me because i forget that everyone isn't me and everyone isn't processing everything and and words mean different things to me than other people like i have this joke in my act about small penises i'm trying to empower men with small penises i'm trying to get women to stop shaming men about them i want men to feel confident with whatever they have give them a set of tools to like go into a situation and feel no shame and I miss and and Chris even talked to me after my set last week and was like, I think that you're kind of missing the mark on some of this messaging. Like as a man, I just want to let you know, like, and he's not a man with a small penis, but he's like, I know what you're trying to do, but it it's I think you might be doing the opposite. And I was so mad. I did because I was like, but I know that I'm like like we were saying, like, I'm never trying yes. to hurt anyone with a small dick. Everything in my <laughs> act is like about empower like yeah. only all I want to do is uplift them. That's I want to shame women who who make the guys feel bad about small, small dicks. So how could my words be interpreted any other way if that's the feeling behind them? But the truth is, I went and I was so mad and I was like, Oh God, he just doesn't get it. It's a fucking joke. And and I go to the bathroom and I'm washing my face and I go, Okay, try to think mm-hmm. of it from his perspective from a man from a guy with a small penis not his perspective because he does not have a small penis at all <laughs> i want to be clear disclaimers. but he doesn't <laughs> and he's and, and it's like it sounds like i'm he's but he was just like 
there's just so I go okay I'm, I'm a man with a small penis because he was standing up for those guys he was like I just think that's not making those guys feel better so I go in the bathroom washing my face and I'm just so fucking mad I have to even go like go to bed and I'm so tired and I want to finish this fight and I want to win this fight because I know my joke is right and I know my intentions and I start washing my face and I'm like if a guy got on stage and was like men stop shaming women about having loose pussies right so women with big pussies if you're concerned that your pussy isn't tight enough Fucking who gives a shit? Like I went through the messaging of my joke, but I replaced small penis with loose pussy and it didn't check out for me mm-hmm. in terms of making me feel better. If I had a loose pussy, it didn't, it, I was able oh, to get okay. to a place where I go, oh, whoa, I didn't, I know the intention, but my words do not convey my intention. And that it, that it doesn't matter what I say. It's the feeling that it gives someone. And I have to be accountable for that feeling. Like, even if I go, you also have to think like, just say, what if my pussy had anger issues? Yes. How would that sound? My pussy was sla- slamming cabinets <laughs> <laughs> because I made a comment about sorry, its mother. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Sorry, no, go, 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 but go. But like, if I, yeah. if I hurt your feelings yes. and I say something, which just happened before where I've just said something like, oh, I didn't miss you this weekend. And you go, yeah. that hurts my feelings. And I go, but I didn't mean it that way. Yeah. That doesn't excuse what I just did. I still owe you an apology for hurting your feelings because it doesn't matter what I meant. It hurt your feelings and me going, well, that's not what I meant. Stop it. That is gaslighting you into thinking that your feelings aren't real, which mm-hmm. they are because you can't help your feelings. I, it took me till I was 30 years old. If you have feelings, you can't help them. They're not your fault. And you don't owe anyone an apology for your feelings ever, ever, ever. And that is really hard to remember. And it's like if I say... Oh, well, my feelings were hurt. Well, that wasn't my intention, but that's still what came across. So even if I think I think the thing to go is, uh, well, that wasn't my intention. And I can see how you can feel that way even because you, you are it. feeling that even way. If you can't oh, yeah, it, even if you couldn't. I can't see how you would feel that way because I can't relate to your experience. Yeah. But I'm really sorry I made you feel that way. Yeah. And I acknowledge that it did. Yeah. And you are okay. You're fine to feel that way because you can't help how you feel. And mm-hmm. that made you feel that way because of your past, which is not something like we all just need more empathy, which is not about putting yourself in someone else's shoes. It's about putting yourself in their brain, their experience, their race, their age, their home life, the way they grew up, which you can't really do. So sometimes you just have to go, there's no way for me to understand their experience. I just have to trust that they feel sad and that they're, and maybe they're manipulating you, but most of the time you probably know whether or their not they're doing Their intentions are probably pretty good too. Yes. Let's um get to the news. Thank you for my uh, allowing me to have my tirade. Just kidding. No, I mean it actually. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. Oh, man, it's Monday, folks. You know what that means? It is Monday. If you haven't seen Welcome Home, Nikki Glazer, uh, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Seriously. I honestly, you should, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know what you're doing. It's what on Hulu, hell? by the way. It's streaming on Hulu. Oh, it is now streaming? Yes. And didn't you, you tell me it wasn't going to stream? I didn't know. Oh. I watched it, it on Sling TV, and it it's did Sling. stream on Hulu Live, yeah. And Bravo, it's going to be on this and week YouTube. USA. It's going like, to be on YouTube, dude. On YouTube if you have a DVR, TV. YouTube or YouTube TV, if you have a DVR, besties, DVR every single playing of Nikki. Like, fill up your DVR. I and if you send me a screenshot of all the recordings of Nick, where uh, Welcome Home, Nikki Glazer, I'll post it on my Instagram. I love you so much. Yes. And watch every single one of them. Don't Share be dishonest, it. but you know, just DVR. That's all I want. Just fucking DVR. I just want a second season. I just want to make more shows with Andrew and my family. Yeah. All right. Uh, next season, I promise my tongue will be even farther out of my mouth. Yeah, I didn't know you looked great. I thought, 
but I love that you were wearing a necklace in one scene and we didn't address it was like when I wore that funeral garb to yeah. the Chelsea Handler show I and dressed, she didn't I was in all camo it was a joke but I they know. didn't call out the joke I know. it's so it's, embarrassing it makes it so much funnier it was, it, it, Chris in the middle of it goes is that necklace real and I go no it's a bit but I love that they didn't call well, out I said I have to do you want me to dress man, uh, tough or something do you, you need muscle is, do you need uh, muscle okay. And then um, I came out in that outfit. I also uh, had an undershirt underneath oh, a robe. Oh, you were so funny in that robe. I mean, what the fuck? Okay. Anyhow, okay, it's Monday. Having all the swells out there. Again, thank you so much for watching. If you haven't yet, what the fuck are you doing? Over DVR? to you, Noah. Over to you, back Noah. All right, well, uh, besties <laughs> and new besties can go see Nikki and Andrew in Pennsylvania this weekend. Wilkes Two Bar. shows in Pennsylvania, right? I don't yep. know. Two separate yes. cities. Yeah. yeah, one at the Kirby Center and the other at the Keswick Theater in Glenside, PA. Thank you. And then... Something on Saturday. Another. And then New Jersey as well. Montclair? Yes. Montclair, oh. New Jersey, too, this oh, weekend. I have to add that to my uh, notes. Yeah, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we are in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Just go to com to check for um, details. If you want to get merchandise, you can go to podshop.nikkiglazer.com. A lot of besties have been wearing merchandise yes. to the meet and greets. They look am- those blue shirts. They pop. They the girls have been cropping them. It is such a cute look with like black jeans. Noah's wearing it right now. Check it out on our YouTube. Andrew's uh, wearing the all the swells hat, which I wore all weekend long. And yesterday I was checking out at Hudson News at the airport in uh, Madison. Yeah. And a woman goes, "Happy May Day," and I go, "Oh, Happy May Day." And she goes, "All the swells," and I go, "Yeah." And I go, "It's my pot." She goes. All the swells. And I was like, she definitely didn't know the podcast. Yes. And I go, oh, it's on my podcast. And she was like, all the swells. Like, she like knew <laughs> it was like a like positive a fun, thing. Yeah. I love it. So I, get I love the, the And the hats are so comfortable and so cute. And they're not that egregious and stand out. I'm really am proud of this merch. So great job, everyone who had anything to do with it. And, and thanks for buying it. All right. If you're looking for something nice to do for that special someone, just mm. hold their hand. The act of touch by someone you trust can reduce stress hormone and even lower heart rate. I'm going to hold Luigi's paw. I'm going to hold the basketball. (laughs) Hand-holding has been used in clinical situations that are highly stress-inducing. For example, researchers have found that patients who held a researcher's hand during cataract surgery reported feeling significantly less anxious during the surgery. Further... Researchers have de- have reported that handholding can be effective in reducing physical pain as well as emotional pain. Oh my god, I'm, I'm holding Luigi's paws right now, and he is hating <laughs> it so much, him. but I'm loving it. Yeah, he couldn't. He's like, I'd rather have Stop cataract me. surgery than this. <laughs> He's wearing a little Wilco bandana. Thank you to Wilco for you giving me so much. You know what I do merch. with Bretta with hand holding hands like that just like soothes me hearing about it. It's so true. You know, th- there's a spot here that oh yeah, the headache spot. Some people don't know about it. It's like an anxious spot. If you squeeze right here between your thumb and your index finger. Yeah, that meaty part. That's supposed to actually be the most delicious part of a human being, too, if you eat humans. Oh. Really? This, Maybe or that like has this palm skin right here. Oh. Yeah. Dude, we actually, that that's, but that will calm me Aww, so, so much. Sweet. And it's such a fun, like, fun, such a nice thing to do for, I because if you do it to yourself, Bretta. it works. Thank she, you. Oh my god, I love her so much. You guys see were talking her last you guys, night. Yeah. She is such a little doll, and like, I just forget. I see her so rarely, so I forget how much I love her. And I was talking to her about your podcast, and like, she's so cute because she's like, I don't know if you've seen um, Andrew's 
podcast recently, Puddles, like Brenna is the, the you know, permanent, uh, what is it? Recurring continue, guest. Recurring guest. On her choice, not mine. Yeah, I so would... she's like the, she's the co-host essentially, and she is the co-host, but it's, um, I just, I told her last night, I'm just like, you're so freaking cute and like just watchable. Like, and I, and I love seeing someone much like my reality show that doesn't want to be famous on oh. camera. There's something refreshing about someone who doesn't have an agenda. And she, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying anything that I don't think I can say, but she was just like, you know, sometimes I feel like Andrew's like, they're tuning in for Andrew. Like they don't care what I have to say. Like, what do I have to say? And I said, no, it's not true. I go, no, no, no. I said, please. I'm dying. You are so smart. You have the funniest, you have crazy stories. You are so intellectual so blunt. and people that like Andrew as a fan of comedians, myself, you always want to know about the girlfriend. You want to know everything. And especially girls that you project a lot of perfection onto, mm -hmm. which she's one of the most stunning people I've ever seen in my life. You go, what is she doing? Like what's going on in there? And you also want to know her flaws. You want to humanize her. And so I told her, which I hope she, I hope she takes it to, because I wasn't just saying this. I was like, you, this could be a career for you. And I know you don't maybe want it, but like, when you have that little voice in your head that says, don't say this, who cares? Fight it. Because who the hell are me or Andrew? Like, we're just two people that were just like you that were like, people should care what we have to say. <laughs> and we've kind of earned it at this point because we've worked on it. But you, you start somewhere to be like, I think I might have something to say. And so, yeah, I just, I mean, especially I wanted last, to hold her hand. Last episode of whatever, the Puddles podcast, which is my podcast, she, she opened up in a way i don't need to spoil it i'm not trying to like hold but she was just so honest about where she's come from what she's gone through yeah she's what she's still dealing deal. with I to a point her. where it was just like got so many messages from people of like i i don't have this story but i relate to this story like yes. in a way where it's like those kind of things are big deals when you when you're a podcaster if people are like what what should i do with podcast? be honest and and in be everything in be life. vulnerable and like I was talking to people Chris are going to like relate to that. Like, Cause Chris was talking about some person he hasn't gotten back to in a while. And he's really bad at like when he, when someone texts him, that's really important to him. He wants mm -hmm. to really give it a lot of effort. I think everyone relates to this. And so then he just never writes back because it's never enough time oh, to give that I've person the that. amount of effort. Yeah. So everyone that's getting written back to is like the people that are like the least important in his life. And I said, all you need to do is when you have time, Leave that person a voice memo that just goes, listen, I know I have not answered the last 17 texts from you and it's been months and I'm literally ghosting you because I'm so embarrassed. But when people are important in my life, it's really a struggle for me to get back to them because I want to give them more than I have time to give. And so then I never do it. And just know not hearing from me is actually means you're important in my life. <laughs> and I'm so sorry. And I'm working on it. And I said, just be honest. And he said, you know what? You said one time when you're on stage and you're bombing that when in doubt, be honest and it will mm. always get you out of a situation. And that's true. Like I, anytime that I'm really embarrassed of something I did or I just, I get honest and then it frees you of it. So if you're avoiding someone's call or you always want an email or you've been like, just own up to it. And I swear to God, just admitting, cause everyone has that by the way, the procrastination thing. But I wanted to say about, um, Brenna is like, I just, it's, I forget that I have a friend in this building that like, I can talk to you about anything who just talks immediately like deep and like the way that I, I like to talk to my friends like right away. And it just sucks that I just forget that sometimes. And especially when we're on the road all the time and I just don't, I don't want to like, and like I just want to hang out more and I'm just putting that out there here because I just, yeah, last please. night I was just like, I want more of you because she's just, 
she's not fake at all. She like, I feel like she really cares about me and I just feel the love from her that isn't like the love that sometimes you get from your best friend's girlfriend. You know, like it doesn't yeah. feel like forced or like I'm just putting up with this girl. Like it just feels real and I'm, I'm really appreciative of her and I'm I'm excited to see She's so young. I'm like, oh my God, it's so awesome that you're just like, I don't know what I want to do right now. I'm just trying this and this. And like, she's she's a good, she's a good egg. I mean, it's, I, we had a really great night. You have my last approval. Night. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, had, I'm so glad. We had such a good night last I'm night. So glad. She was you. so supportive, like coming and like, I don't know. It's just, you know, it, it was a, it was a beautiful night and hanging out with Ari and his wife, like Ari and his Ari wife. Ari Finling was us. there. Yeah. And it was just like I don't know. It was it, it was it was a special night. It's so fucking nice, and I never had this to share a moment with someone. Yeah. Whether it's positive or negative. Yeah. Just to have someone to fucking share it with. That's what. It's the best. It's dude. about. It's the fucking best. Anyhow. I know, but, and it's yeah, and it's to share a moment that isn't necessarily like both of yours. Like like it's oh, it you know yeah. like that a person can be your partner and still celebrate things that they weren't maybe as involved in as like that's the real mark of like someone that oh. goes you know what this is for like I just want to celebrate you. It's like so sweet and um and she yeah. was there for me last night too. I felt she like was, it was for like sure. she was she came up and like the way she was proud of me was like the way the perfect <laughs> reaction that I wanted from everyone that I didn't necessarily get from everyone <laughs> in my life, but that I you know it's it's hard for people. Um, yeah. I uh, we got to go to break. I wanted to say one more thing that I did see a girl last night that was my my mom's best friend's daughter. Her name's Julia, and she um, she's a gorgeous girl. I think you probably met her, Elaine's daughter. And I knew her growing up, and she, you know, we just knew each other peripherally. She was in my sister's grade, younger. But on Facebook, I guess, early 2000s, after we'd graduated, she, like, started modeling. And she would post pictures, and she is now a mom and, like, not a model anymore, but, like, still fucking gorgeous, but, like, you know, over 24, so not a model. And, um not working in the modeling industry as far as I know but she came up to me last night and she was like I hadn't seen her in decades and she's like I just want to say to you that I you I, I get memories so often of like you know 10 years ago you posted this picture and she goes and my modeling pictures have been coming up recently and you're the only one who ever commented like anything nice and no one else did and I just couldn't believe that these pictures would get three likes and I remember at the time thinking God, this other bitch that my friends are all like fawning over how beautiful she is posted this blurry selfie and she's getting told how she's gorgeous. And I go, because people are jealous. Yeah. Because they're quiet when the people, like it's so disappointing. But last night I did a, a live with Hannah and Paige from Summer House and pa I was talking to them about like, what do I do about the negative feedback with the reality show? And Paige goes, um, not everyone's gonna like you because some people have bad taste. Oh. And it just sucks for them. I was just like, <laughs> yes, Paige, yes. Anyway, let's go to break. I'm sorry to interrupt. Anything no, else? That's great. No, I think Paige is an, a very I confident. Love I love her. Like, very funny and funny. real person. She I really is. I watching Summer House, man, because they kicked Hannah off or whatever happened there. But guess who Paige is shining? This yeah. Paige stepped the fuck up and filled that role of like the truth teller in the in the Good. house. Yeah. And I'm not going to do my impression of Lindsay, but it is like this. Oh, that's a good Okay. Lindsay. We're from the same hometown. Oh, man. I, I want to work on my Lindsay, even though I hear she's doing great right now, and I, I wish the best for her. I hear she's sober. All right, let's go to break. <laughs> <laughs> 
Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About $6 million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? 
That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Uh, uh, next story. Why do I care? Why do I care? The one story was holding hands. <laughs> like, that's fine. all we got. This I know. No, I know. I'm not. I'm not making fun of it. We're there, changing yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. There's, <laughs> there's a lot to talk Speed about. Speed round. Speed round. What's next? Elbows. Um. Okay. I love this story. Gerard Carmichael reveals his secret weapon on Grinder to Howard Stern. Can you guess what it is? <gasps> Having an HBO special. Oh. Wait. Secret. His secret. Can you um? Can I ask some questions to get a hint? Is it a? Is it like a thing he says, or is it a, a thing in a picture, or is it a thing he says in the bio? It's a picture. A picture that he sends. Okay. So it is a picture of his hands. On grinder. Okay. Can I? Yeah. Like it, there's something that okay. indicates his big dick. Okay. Okay. I, I have a joke one? that is. I, I saw a guy that I was so interested in. I could tell he had a big dick because his hands were so black. Wow. <laughs> it's a big, that's a good joke. Yeah, it's a great right? joke. That's the joke I told right before I fainted in Dana Point at Hennessy's in 2007. Okay. Um, I wish I was and on And a picture. What do you think? <laughs> His hands. Is it something a gay man would be into or would women also respond to this? Um, a little bit of column A and B. Okay. Hmm. Probably a picture in gray sweatpants that shows his dick is big but not hard. Yeah, gray sweatpants is good. <laughs> what about Andrew's um, wearing gray sweatpants today for people who are listening? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I am, but I'm not Carmichaeling down there. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I barely have a tricycle. Um, a, a picture with like Dave Chappelle. Okay, let me tell you, it's a picture of me and Taylor. Uh, and Taylor, I use on Taylor my Grindr Swift? profile now. Mm-hmm. I'll send it uh, to guys. You really want to excite the gays in New York City? Send a picture of you and Taylor Swift. I just got like, I'm not kidding you. I just jealous. I don't know. Like, it just like something went through my body. I don't know what happened. Like, I just got like so excited for him that he like and that she did this. Whenever girls come up to me at shows and they go, "You're my Taylor Swift," that's what a lot of besties say when just to. It's and so I nice. Go, You're my Gerard Carmichael. It's pretty cool. And they said it last night, actually, on the show that girl did. But this is how I lean on this. This is how Taylor Swift takes pictures with with, with people. <laughs> it's just she's such a she's such a sweetie, and she goes, <laughs> and I just love it because she looks so nurturing, and I'm dying for a picture with her like that. And um, well, but you'd both be do doing the, the same picture? thing. Do we know? You'd so, both be um, doing the nurturing. Thing. Oh my here's god, how- I would just be fainting. Yeah. Do we have the photo? Um, yes, I'll pull it up, but I'll I'll tell you how oh, he I got the picture. SNL. Um, well, it turns out he also uses his SNL promo photos. Oh, that's smart. Smart. Okay, so here's how he got the picture. Howard says to him, "You said in an interview somewhere that you were at a party once and you got Taylor Swift's number." And then Carmichael said, "Swift Swift was just being nice, adding that he snapped a picture with the very very sweet singer when they met." Okay. Oh, here it is. So he's at a table. Oh my God, she looks. She's doing it. She's making the. She's making a cute face. She's at a table with um, 
Gerard Carmichael and Tommy Dorfman. I don't know who that is. Hmm. But um, they're like all like kind of cheersing, and Taylor looks so pretty. Oh my god! For something, um, for some reason, I would feel like I'd be cheating. Like that's like cheating. It's like a cheat code. I would feel weird doing that because I'd feel like, unless I was good friends with Taylor, I'd feel like that's like for me. It's like if I like was posing next to a Ferrari that wasn't mine. Right. Like I would just feel like, am I? Do I deserve but I think this? It's dick? obvious. Though, yeah, that's that true. you're just like I'm a Taylor Swift fan. Like yeah. I would put a picture of me talking to her that I have where it's just the back of my head, um, just to be. But you know, I'm if I was trying to get straight guys are not yeah. like. What would you use for to get a straight guy? Like, or who would be in the photo that you think would actually help you? Norm Macdonald. Yeah. Mm. Or like. I don't know if he's known enough though. I think maybe. Are you kidding me? Every single guy is so in love with Norm Macdonald. I guess it's, he's big enough. Oh my God! Yes, but I'm just thinking someone more, on Taylor's niche. level. I'm th- I'm thinking he's niche. Oh. I think Taylor's so. Hmm. On I mean, on her level, in terms of like what I'm trying to think of, like who's the ultimate, like the Rock. Yeah, something like. But that would attract the type of guy that I do not want. If someone was like, "Oh my God, how'd yeah. you beat him? Yeah, how big were his pecs?" I would probably post something like Jeff Tweedy would attract the kind of person that I would want okay. to date. So you'd go more niche. Yeah, 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 because I think that that's what you, yeah, you want. Because I have some photos with like the Duplass brothers, Kevin Hart I have a photo with that I look like his Jewish manager. Like I look like yeah. so not cool. <laughs> like I've never looked less cool than standing next to Kevin it's Hart. It's so funny. Guys on Tinder, when you when I used to be on like Raya or, Tin, or actually Bumble in New York, every comic has a picture of them doing stand-up and like women, whenever I used to post pictures of me like doing my job. No, no, no. Do not post that. It's not. It I doesn't. literally have that as my profile right now on Instagram. I was just bored with whatever photos. Yeah, I have you switch on. it up sometimes, and I go. Someone was up at four a.m. last night, just deleting, deleting. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> no, on. he can't delete things. We learned that on staff from Snapchat. <laughs> That's the luck. <laughs> we wish him all the best since he's uncanceled. All the swells. Yeah. Um, so let's get to top one, bottom one. Um, this is a special welcome home Nikki Glazer question mark edition. Um, as always, you can see both episodes now on Hulu. Bravo. Playing all week on E. USA. Um, top one, bottom one moment. Right, Noah? From? Yep. Welcome home Nikki Glazer. Welcome home let's Nikki Let's start with Glazer. our top moment. We stop with, we'll start with the top. Noah? Oh, okay, great. So I love the show. There were many top moments, but for me... The um, jujitsu gym, the whole thing, Julie showing up with her tough guy oh. East Coast shirt. Oh my God, how funny was that? And then, I've never even seen that shirt. I go, what is that? Well, and whoever started talking about Dawson's Creek, I mean, when your mom was yelling Dawson's Creek, oh, it was probably was the great. funniest moment of the show. I forgot about that moment. That was great. Yes, and I want to just point out that Julie did a very good Upa escape. Oh, good. I thought she did a fupa escape and she didn't get away from it quick enough. It's still in there. Yeah, it's still there. I love that joke because my mom could hear it and go, I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> and then you explain it to her and then she goes, She'd probably spell oh, it wrong. She'd spell oh. F O O P A and she'd Google it and go, Nikki, I don't know. She'd ask Jeeves. I think I bought that at Goodwill. Okay, so wait, sorry, Noah, go on. Yeah, oh. no, so the Upa escape was when you have someone mounting you and then you bridge and you roll them over. Oh, yes. And it just showed like Julie is so flexible. She was like Aww. on the ground doing the technical yeah, stand Yeah, women could get on the ground. We all know that. Yeah, she could get on the floor. That's right. 
So <laughs> that was my, I think because it involved jujitsu and all that, like yes. I loved it. So that was my I top. love that too. I love that you, I, I forgot about that scene. That was a great, great scene. The Dawson's, I, I have to rewatch it because it was so loud in the bar, but because I, I chose that topic of like, what what? Because they didn't let me watch Dawson's Creek as a kid. Like I had to sneak it because there were so many sex. Too much sexual. Yeah, film? and my dad used to not let me watch Friends because he called it sexual frenzy because all they talk about is sex. Pray let you watch One Tree Hill, and meanwhile that guy was a. No, I, I was allowed to watch. I was barely. I wasn't allowed to watch Seventh Heaven because of God. Oh, seventh Heaven. That was it. Yeah, it was gaudy. Um, what was your top moment, oh, I Andrew? I love that your parents kept you away from sex and God. Yeah. <laughs> I had nowhere to go. <laughs> except inward. And, and I couldn't masturbate because God's mad about that this too. This explains everything. Yeah. I didn't like either of them. I didn't know where to go. What so you, you got sex and God from Dave Matthews. <laughs> oh, oh my. You yeah, he became my God. Yeah. And he became. Sex God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, top one. I mean, does it have to include me or just no. in the show oh, okay. no just anything no. yeah oh, anything you um want. first thing that pops to your mind okay i'll say, say mine I, my oh. favorite thing was sorry i was gonna give you time because i thought you didn't have uh, it. You yeah, got no, one? Go. No, no, go. Go. um when i i was just proud of this joke there was when we were at goodwill and there was a sign oh. that said imagine and i covered it up to say vagine like, i was very she... proud of that like that was like a hard joke to make but mm -hmm. i was tr just trying to make jokes out of anything it's hard dude People vagine don't realize. is really funny to take the um, the m and the i cover the i cover the part of the m and make it a v <laughs> and then cover that uh, like it was it, it was literally a good joke. takes imagination to do it thank I'm, you i know it sounds cheesy and i love the the goodwill scene also hilarious so fun i don't want to ruin it for people who may have not watched it but just ha like when you showed up and, and you know, the oh get this yeah. noah last mm -hmm. night i show up i'm wearing I that crop <laughs> jean jacket and my mom is <laughs> wearing the mom? same crop jean oh. jacket too we're both wearing the same thing we this does not happen to us regularly and also my favorite line that everyone probably missed is when the woman goes can i help you find anything at goodwill and i go mom she asked if we can she can help us find anything like i'm gonna be like yeah um where do you have a dare t-shirt from 1999 <laughs> like like what do you what are you looking for yeah. i loved that line and it's just like you it, do you have like a random high school in nebraska that yes. has like cool colors yes, yes. Like there was another it. part of that scene that i really loved and it showcased the multi layers of your mom's personality it was like a very small thing but yeah. um when you were picking out stuff for your apartment she goes oh um she says something about how you're you're getting creative again and like her voice got a little deeper and it, she has a tendency to do that sometimes where she goes oh i see you're getting creative again i mean i i can't even do it again. but yeah just like these small little nuances of your mom's personality she is so a cute. star I mean, yeah, she was unbelievable. I would say she's probably my top one in life and on the show. Just kidding. Yeah, that's what I was gonna <laughs> say when she also when she, I called her a Jabberwocky. I really yeah. appreciated. Oh, that was that great. Made me that laugh was great. A lot. I I I felt like I didn't. I felt like I laughed a lot on the show. I felt like in regards to lines, like I did really enjoy when I told your mom when she had the screwdriver. Oh, that was so funny. That like what well, I forget exactly what the line was, but essentially the guy was going to show up and you were going to help like build a nice build a sandwich. dresser. Yes, that was so funny. You had a, you had a lot of good lines, but yes, you you were more like there, like kind of giggling. I felt like Mutley a little like. <laughs> yes, but that's which is we a, love a laugher. Oh, People dude, love a laugher. No, that's like I forget sometimes like just enjoying it. A lot of people can't 
also not like not trying to make it about yourself, yes. especially on a reality show. Yep. Is actually a, a credit, like, like not easy. No, it's not. It's not easy. Um, what was your least favorite moment? <sighs> oh, wait, we usually end up. Sorry, we did it backwards today. That's okay. <sighs> least favorite moment. I, it's honestly tough, like, because I really don't think there were that, like, I mean, whoever edited it did a fucking great job. Yeah. Uh, I, my, oh, Maybe they the, the only moment that I, I felt like, I, I would have liked to have seen is when I was introducing you at the factory. It would have been nice to see me on stage. Yeah. Just because, just to see that, oh, I also that do stand up. Nice. Yes. That's just like. No, you're right. That's it's been a, important it's a thing it. where, where, where I'm sure I'll eventually be on stage. No, but it would have set the scene. It would have made more sense for that, for sure. But other than that, like, I honestly, like, I really can't talk negative about it. My I least really enjoyed it. Favorite part was my eye makeup running in the conversation after the rollerblading part. I just looked like all I had to do was do this <laughs> and I wish someone would have been like, just wipe under your eyes because I really I have really long bottom eyelashes and it all transfers and I just look really I, I look fine in that scene. I'm fine with it. But I just that's the only thing that I just watch and I go, Oh God, just it's such an easy fix. Just uh, Yeah. You know? Um no God does it show it's real, you know? Yeah. That's good. No. I thought you looked beautiful in that scene. I loved Thank how you. you were sitting um okay but my least favorite moment, and this is why <laughs> I don't like watching shows when they're on live, is they showed two episodes, and by the end of the second episode, my brain was already triggered, like, I need more. I, I have oh, to see shit. what happens. That's a great negative. And um, I did not appreciate it <laughs> because I couldn't watch more. And then the next epi- like the first episode yeah. replayed again, and we just sat right there away. watching it again. <laughs> <laughs> I love that there was a countdown for six hours. Kirsten uh, texted me oh, yeah. that she was watching during the day, and it was six hours. Like, like it was. I was a, a, a shuttle launch. That's literally like when it you start so a countdown at fucking seventy-five. You talked about it was like New Year's Eve on um, huh? on the Giggly Squad because I I watched some of that too, and uh-huh. you were saying how like the support that E gave you of how much <laughs> promotion for the show. There's no like it, it was. It, it really came through. Like you could tell, like he was very, very happy about this show. And that's show why and, like, I gave it my all it. too. And, and yeah. did every press opportunity because I saw how much they put into it. I was like, oh, I got to match that. And they really did like, yeah, I've shout never out had to a, whoever control. Oh, we met her. I've had great partnerships with networks in terms of like the creative side, the executive side, the, even the marketing side, their hands are tied about how much they can spend and what, but E is, a really special place with really talented people. And I'm really just so grateful to everyone there. If you're listening to everything you did, like if this show fails, it's not because of you. Is it my tongue? It's because of Andrew's (laughs) genetically loose mouth. And I blame his dad. He doesn't have the same mouth. I blame. I blame that. <laughs> Fucking Alan Colin. Thanks a lot. Yeah. And you, Marvin. Don't think I forgot about you, Grandpa. Yeah. You're, and the guy that's above you. He's that we don't know his he's name. He's in his grave, just <laughs> somewhere. Somehow his tongue's mouth still breathing. in his skeleton. Okay. Final thought. God, your tongue disappears. That's wild. What do you mean? Just everything. Like your tongue gets eaten by worms and stuff. Yeah, when you die, you just everything's everything gone. does. But your your bones. Yeah, everything goes. There's like this TikTok. You know how some like <laughs> girls will do goes. this like like um, they'll like skateboard <laughs> or they dance over like someone talking. 
it'll be like Jordan Peterson being like, cherish these moments you have with oh. your youngest son or like whatever it is. And there's like a voice in the background giving a motivational. And there's a girl going like, everyone you know will, uh, you, you, everyone dies and you will be forgotten by every single person. So in the meantime, <laughs> dance. Oh and it's just like God. this girl, and then it's just encouraging people to like dance in public. And I'm like, if everyone's going to forget you uh, and nothing don't matters, dance. don't do that. And don't wear this cute little crop top with a matching sandal. It's yeah. like, if you're really going to like ride that out, then nothing matters. So dance. I so just kill like a, I like the like, sentiment because you're right. Like nothing matters when you yeah. really add it up. Like Obama, we will be just as forgotten as you are, as Lincoln is. Like we'll all be dust and no one will remember us. And it doesn't matter. But what do you do with that? You I don't guess people dance. value like okay, no one's gonna remember because we're all gonna be dead. But am I gonna be remembered till just before we die? Like that's what people right. people when you know. When you die, you're like, well, yeah, we that's forgot why I about be them. Famous. For I want to be like my star's going to be in the St. Louis. Th that star will be there longer than any like baby book I have that's passed down to my. You know, that's like a cement thing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Last week, I just want to say before we go, final, final, final thought. Um, people really liked the depression episode last week. Yeah, I got loved it. Some really good stuff. You're out that. of it, right? I'm very good right now. Oh, that's well, so good. Well, I'm out of COVID. Yeah. COVID is a motherfucker. It fucks with and your I brain, know I, I know you mentioned something about like me getting on Zoloft, and that might be something as well in my brain. But COVID's... Dude, COVID's a fucking motherfucker, depression-wise. And if you haven't had it or if you dealt with it, you like... It's, it's a mentally draining thing, and it's different for everyone. It's such a weird... Because you get a cold, you sneeze. I sneeze. We know what a cold is. This thing... It's different for everyone. Everyone yes. has a different reaction. It's so fucking weird. It's a Yeah. No, that, I'm glad you're through it. Yeah. Anya uh, got it and she like she's still suffering. Like she's not contagious anymore, but she's still having issues. And you know, so stay safe out there. But I flew on the plane, no mask. It was kinda nice yesterday. Um, we gotta go. I gotta I'm gonna be on the Wendy Williams show, I think, tomorrow. So tune into that. I'm gonna be on the Kelly Clarkson show this week as well. We, that was pre-taped with Dr. Phil. I was also on Dr. Phil's podcast last <laughs> week. Great episode. We got I gotta go wrap some presents, so it's wrap time. Um I uh yeah, thanks for listening guys. Be don't be cut and check, check it. Off. That was a shout out to the best you gave me a note at for the show and she said jacket. Yeah, I thought that was a good one. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results, made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 